Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Today's installment of Tubi Tuesday, in which I highlight a film currently streaming on Tubi TV, takes a look at the theatrical version of Rob Zombie's 2009 film Halloween 2, the sequel to Zombie's first Halloween remake that was released two years prior. Now to be honest, I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie films. Almost at all. His penchant for writing hillbilly white trash characters that you can practically smell through the screen does absolutely nothing for me. Often his attempts at injecting humor into his films falls flat or is overly forced to a degree that I can't help but roll my eyes until they become lodged in the back of my skull. So when I originally watched his first Halloween remake, I fucking hated it. I'd never bounced so hard off of a movie before. Even if I removed my rose-tinted glasses and set aside my love for John Carpenter's original film, I mostly thought Zombie's take on Halloween was pretty dumb. Zombie's vision for Michael Myers was one that, as is no surprise to anyone, incorporated his brand of inbred characters that are varying degrees of vile. The idea of fleshing out Michael Myers' backstory also seemed nonsensical and completely backwards, contradicting the ethos of the character established by Carpenter, i.e. he kills because he's the embodiment of evil, plain and simple. Zombie, however, decided he would take it upon himself to portray Michael's upbringing as one of violence, chaos, and belittlement tormented by his drunk, molesty stepfather, or the bullies at school. Essentially, Zombie was portraying Michael's evolution into the Butcher of Haddonfield as inevitable due to extraneous factors. 
And to be fair, Zombie has every right to tackle a new take on a classic horror icon. In fact, I support it given a remake should meet the creative's vision no matter how much it differs from the source material. Even if it doesn't work out, like I think largely the original remake doesn't, who really cares? It doesn't affect the original entries, and creative deviations can lead to all manner of new and exciting evolutions on a classic film. That being said, the backstory Zombie creates remains awful in my opinion, but on a recent rewatch, I've come to appreciate Zombie's take on Michael Myers and especially Halloween 2. Zombie's vision of Michael is less of a silent stalker and more of a devastating wrecking ball. For starters, it helps that Tyler Mann, who plays Michael, is an imposing 6 foot 9 inches tall, but it's his unrestrained brutality and quicker movements that truly make Michael a force to be reckoned with. You aren't preoccupied with searching the shadows for Michael because he's coming through the goddamn door to get you. There's a scene in the original where Laurie's friend Annie, played by Daniel Harris, is attempting to flee from Michael and opens the front door to escape. But just as she gets a taste of freedom, Michael grabs her from behind, pulling her back into the house with frightening quickness. The camera lingers just outside across the street for a few extra seconds, instilling in the viewer how quickly Michael can and will strike. So while I wasn't initially a fan of Zombie's first crack at Halloween, it's grown on me, even if it is messy and far from perfect. Now this was a very long introduction in getting to Halloween 2, which I find to be the superior of the two zombie Halloweens. This was a first time watch for me, and boy was I unprepared for just how Zombie's take on Michael would evolve in some truly uncharted territory. Not unlike the 1981 Halloween 2, Zombie's sequel picks up immediately after the events of the previous film, with Laurie Strode, once again played by Scout Taylor Compton, heavily traumatized by the ordeal of coming face to face with the epitome of evil, and subsequently, blowing its fucking face off. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform, or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. Though, as is usually the case with old Mikey, that which doesn't wish to remain dead seldomly does, and Michael rises once more to hunt her down. I assume that the sequel would more or less dabble in the same manner of brutality and trashiness that the original basked in, and while it does include plenty of both, zombie sequel is, dare I say, smarter? Okay, hold on. Smarter might be a bit of a stretch. What I mean is, Zombie focuses on fleshing out Michael's character with a new psychological angle that essentially puts the viewer into his shoes and shows how he interprets the world around him. For instance, Michael is guided by his mother, who he views as angelic, and leading around a white horse, which serves as Michael's drive. He follows her wherever she goes, and surprise surprise, she leads him right back to Lori. This supernatural angle is a new facet to the Myers mythology, which gives us some of the most interesting and unique moments of Zombies Halloween series to date. There are several hallucination dream sequences of Michael's disturbing and strange perception of the world, which, at the very least, make Halloween 2 a much more interesting film to look at. Which is of course relative to the previous one, but it's an improvement nonetheless. I get that this supernatural angle is a big ask of audiences to buy into, and let's be honest, if you didn't enjoy Zombie's first film, this certainly won't change your mind, but for me, I really appreciated the deviation from tradition. It doesn't always work, the spin on Loomis's character here is amongst the most egregious sins of the film, but Zombie's overall commentary on trauma is a mostly successful one. The film opens with Lori being brought into the ER and the doctors go over her wounds sustained in the previous film. 
It's a hard scene to watch as the doctors go over every puncture, cut, scrape, and broken bit of her body. It shows her physical trauma at the hands of Michael, but Halloween 2 also explores the far more interesting aspect of trauma, that being of the mind. We see how Lori's life has been uprooted by the events a year ago, showing that there are some scars that will never truly heal. It's a much darker and uncomfortable reality for our protagonist, one that allows Halloween 2 to be more character-driven for a zombie film, which is truly saying something. And while there are still instances of his usual buck-toothed tomfoolery, Halloween 2 probably has the least instances of this pet peeve of mine to date, which is a major win in my book. Aside from the new narrative spin, the film opens with a fantastic 20-ish minute homage to the original Halloween 2, in which Michael tears through the staff of the hospital where Laurie is recovering. This entire sequence is not unlike the way the Friday the 13th remake opens, in a very self-contained display of excessive violence that reaffirms to the audience why they should be very, very afraid of the film's villain. This violent primer for the rest of the film continues and exceeds the violence from the original film that makes for a sickening slasher that you can feel the rage of every stab and slash Michael lashes out at. If you're like me and aren't especially bothered by directors taking creative liberties with established franchises, Halloween 2 succeeds in its experimentation. I don't place a lot of stock in Legacy, given Carpenter's classic and the subsequent sequels remain intact despite Zombie's completely new and twisted take on Michael. It can be argued, why the hell even invoke Michael's name if you're going to make something so foreign to the original? But to that I'd say, if there's no experimentation, directors are bound to repeat and rest on the past laurels of the series' success. Again, it's a far from perfect film, but I'll take this over a bland and uninspired slasher sequel any day. And while Halloween 2 isn't going to change anyone's mind that isn't open to new takes on classics, for those like myself looking for new stories to be told with beloved icons, the film manages to surpass its previous entry. So if you're willing to roll the dice on a zombie movie and new vision of horror for a slasher icon, check out Halloween 2 while it's streaming on Tubi TV. And that'll do it for another installment of Daily Horror Habits' ongoing Tubi Tuesday segment. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review and next Tuesday for another Tubi TV offering. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you guys next time.